everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Drag Show. This is probably becoming one of my favorite podcasts to record because I have, through this process, met so many amazing performers. Today, I am so blessed to have Maddie May Prime here with me. But before we get started, guys, if you want to support what I'm doing, if you want to support getting this message out that drag is not a crime and drag is beautiful, then go over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. It's right there on the bottom of the screen. There you are going to find everything that's coming up first, because I always post it there first. But you are also going to have multiple options to support me. You can do a one-time donation, or you can do a monthly membership. Membership is $5 a month. It is cheaper than Starbucks. And with that, you... <clears throat> excuse me, we'll get member-only content. You will also get a discount on my merchandise, and you'll get digital downloads free of charge, the digital journals that I have created. So all of that is available there. With membership, it is free to you. But if you don't want to do the monthly membership, you can purchase those journals as well. Just take a look at everything I have to offer. But you guys, coffee is my life. Buy me a coffee. So now I have the honor of introducing Maddie May Prime. Hello everyone. Hi Kimberly. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doll? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. Me? <laughs> Now, before we get started, y'all, on the bottom of your screen, you are seeing my information as well as Maddie's information. Y'all, tip your queen. She needs, she works hard for the money. I work, <laughs> we all work hard for the money. Exactly. Rain a little bit, even drizzle or sprinkle or something, but, you know, tip your queen. <laughs> Tip the queens. <laughs> so Maddie, tell me about yourself. Yes. So hi. Um, so my name is Maddie Mae Prime um, in drag. Also, my actual name is Maddie in real life, which is fun. Um, so I'm 22 and I'm from New Jersey, like South Jersey area. And so I perform, I've been performing in drag for a year now, which is so exciting. Um, so I perform mostly in Philadelphia and also in New Jersey, Atlantic City, um, a bunch of different places. And so I live sing, I'm like, I, I'm a high soprano. So I sing all the high soprano songs <laughs> in oh, drag okay. as well. As I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I wanna, oh, hear, yes. I wanna hear singing. Okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll do this one song. Um, I'll do a part of a song. It's called Poor Wandering Ones from the Pirates of Penzance. I didn't warm up, so it might be weird, but I, I go really high. Anyway, I'm gonna start, okay. Oh, 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 oh,
Yeah, I was off the oh beginning part. Oh my god! <laughs> you were talking to somebody who has studied music forever. Like I started playing instruments and singing in the fifth grade. Oh my god, that's amazing! So my aunt is a music director, a choir director. I come from a music family. That's incredible. Yeah. So I'm actually made. Well, I do have. I now have a degree in music education. Voice. Um, I just graduated. I still have an extra semester to complete, but you know, like we'll just forget about that. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like that my awesome. literally my passion to like teach music and perform music. Um, I love yeah. that. Thank you. So, with going to college, you know, from music ed and everything. How did drag come into it? Oh my gosh. So honestly, I've just outside of, well, outside of music education and also like kind of incorporate, because drag is a lot like very similar to music education and like a lot of music education is incorporated into drag. But anyway, I'll get back to that. <laughs> I've just like, drag is something I've always wanted to do ever since I saw RuPaul's Drag Race in the high school. And I was just like, oh my God, like I want to do this. Like it's, it was just everything I loved all in one art form. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, so, but then the second thought for me was, am I even allowed to do this? Cause I'm also an AFAB performer, which means I was assigned female at birth. And most drag queens are like assigned male at birth. So they're mostly gay cis men who do drag. And so I was like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this. And I did a little Google search and I saw the video of Jasmine Masters being like, oh, like everyone should be able to do drag no matter what your gender is, which I wholeheartedly believe. But then I also saw other people that are like, oh, women can't do drag, that's cheating. And like, you know, not respectful to the community. So that put a lot of fear into my heart. And I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like, you know, so for a while I was like, I kept on performing and singing and doing my thing, like being in the musicals and all that. Cause I was, I did that my entire life. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, I just, I, I just kind of like, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, practice the makeup. And you know, if a time ever comes when I have the courage to do drag, like maybe I'll do it. <laughs> um, so that's why I did, I, I actually did drag for Halloween and all my friends were like, oh my God, you need to do this. And I was like, are you serious? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Um, oh my god I love yeah. I love that that's how that kind of developed for you and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you just based off the interviews that I've done you are actually the second AFAB queen that I've talked to yes I'm so excited so that it's actually a, a pretty common thing from what I'm seeing but yeah, that, that is the beauty, I think, that is drag, is it comes in so many different shapes, sizes, appearances. It just, there, there's no rules. Exactly, yeah. That's what I love about drag. And I honestly, I equate it to a diamond. Mm-hmm. When you look at a diamond, it's absolutely beautiful. But you can turn it and see something totally different when you turn it. Mm -hmm. So even though it looks different, it's still beautiful. 
Yeah, and absolutely. that's kind of how I feel drag is. That's the best equation I can think of. Mm -hmm. The drag is like a diamond because it, it has so many different facets. And there are so many different types of kings and queens. They, you've got your super fishy queens. You've got your AFAB queens. You've got your more alternative queens. You have your goth queens. You have your bearded queens. You have your kings. You have, there's everything mm -hmm. under the sun with drag. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a creative outlet. Yes. I've definitely been um, exposed to so many different kinds of art forms within drag, especially like being, you know, getting into drag in Philly. Like, I feel like I've, I, it, it's so much more than what they display on RuPaul's Drag Race. And mm -hmm. obviously like, I feel like I've, I'm so sorry, I'm getting all these notifications and I'm like- No, and that may be what's going on because I've noticed um, <gasps> you're, every once in a while, it seems like the phone is glitching a little bit. So that may oh, be no. notifications coming through. Yeah. Um, you guys just bear with it, but we are staying here. I'm watching my cat. I love that. Chasing <laughs> I love something cats. around while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also so incredible to see certain drag performers really show like their full spectrum of like what their art is because some queens or like some, some performers will just like do something that's really fishy or whatever and then just go off and... I can't like like do an alternative or just like campy number and that's what I like to do like I feel like I I do a lot of glam like a lot of ball gowns I have like a bunch of gowns over here I can pull this like I have the sequin gown and all that oh, and wow. yeah and then I also do a lot of campy stuff like I've done an 80s number where um I basically put like workout videos like like funny commentary from this lady just being crazy in it and, like, that's what I love. Like, you could literally do anything. And, like, people will love it no matter what. It's, I mean, sometimes, but. <laughs> but, I and I've, you mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. And my cat is actually named after a queen from RuPaul's Oh, yeah, you told me, I think. But, you know, and she's a prime example of, you know, that growth and that change. Because... Yeah, I'm referring to Fifi O'Hara. Mm -hmm. When she was the on the first time, she was a very, very fishy queen. And there is yeah. nothing wrong with that. That that could be absolutely beautiful. But when she came back on All Stars, her look had changed. Yeah. She had gone to a more animatronic cosplay look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I love that's that. where she landed. And that just shows kind of the evolution and growth and change that takes place in Absolutely. drag. It's just like, you know, growing up, you're you're constantly evolving into something else. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like definitely the beautiful part of it. Um, and I've definitely felt that evolution. Like when I started drag, I was just like, wow, like this is so good. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, it was good for then, but like. <laughs> well, that is kind of a great segue. We are actually going to watch you perform right now. 
Yes. So do we need to preface this video 18 or over or anything of that nature? It does. It, so it's the song Focus by Ariana Grande. It says the word, well, the S word, <laughs> but like, okay. go ahead and talk here. But that's it. There is the possibility of language. Nothing else is exposed. It is appropriate to be seen by anybody under 18? Yes. Okay, there we go. Here we go, guys. watching that I was like I should have picked a video that where I was singing or like doing like a death drop or whatever because I have oh some of those too, but I was rushing <laughs> well that that alone was freaking amazing oh thank you you are so talented thank you so much let's shift this conversation a little bit though yeah there is a whole lot of legislation coming out Mm -hmm. um especially down in florida and in tennessee those are some of the primary states that are under attack right now so what does some of this legislation mean she does it is it anything that would impact you or any of your friends directly yeah absolutely actually there was um one show that was impacted by this like this, I guess, like idea of this, like ideology of how drag queens are not um, suitable for children, and it's just, I feel it's just so ridiculous, um, and just so sad because you know it's one on one hand, it's just like how could they think that, like that they have no power, but a lot of those legislators like do have a lot of power and a lot of say when it comes to these things, and so that's something we have to really be careful of and really fight for because like like any other art form, there's going to be art forms that aren't appropriate for children, like so, like stuff like movies, books, and same with drag. Like drag, there's literally, it's endless possibilities of everything. Like, you know, you could, it's, drag is so broad, like it's crazy. You can't even put a label on it. And I, another thing that is like really, really upsetting for me is that like the fact that you can't put a label on it is very damaging to trans people as well because a lot of these legislators aren't educated about like lgbtq plus issues and will say like oh trans people are like drag queens too it's like no they're not like some are but it's just it's very very harmful to trans people as well which is like really just 
not yeah it's it's just so disheartening and really horrible i 100 agree yeah 100 agree and um the one drag show where it like affected me was we were supposed to do a drag show um in atlantic city and there was a there was a dance studio that was supposed to be like in the same building as where we were doing our performance and our performance was advertised as PG and was going to be PG. Like we literally made sure that all of our numbers like met that standard. Mm -hmm. And the, the dance studio said, you can't have drag queens here with our children here. So you need to like cancel a drag show or have them move somewhere else. And so we had to find somewhere else to perform, which is like not okay. Cause and it was also like a week before the performance too. So, you know, like I didn't even know if I was going to be performing that week. And like, that was, it was just like, so it's, it was just so horrible to hear that because it's, it's just like, we're here to spread love and spread like, you know, light and beautifulness and amazingness. And it's just like, people are not open to that, I guess. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think there is a whole lot of misconception. In fact, I, I saw a video last night on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I wish I had downloaded it to my computer right now. But I'm going to play the, um, the volume because I'm pretty sure I saved it. Mm-hmm. I know I sent it to my husband, so I can find it there if I need. No, here it is. And this is actually two, two explanations, and no one. A queen that more questions um, was previously on Drag Race, answering this question. So the question is, why is it called drag? And I'm going to play this right now on my phone for everybody to see. And hopefully everybody can hear it. <laughs> um, why is it called drag? There's two two explanations, and no one really knows which one is you know the accurate one. Uh, so the first one is Shakespeare. Uh, so apparently, back in a time uh, where women were not allowed to be in dramatic plays, um, men had to play the roles of women in the plays, and then in the scripts, uh, it was written down. Uh, the the wardrobe directions for those actors who are playing the roles of women, it was written down dressed resembling a girl, D-R-A-G, drag. That's, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that's one explanation. The other one um, is actually from uh, the U.S., the 1800s. There was this queer, um, formerly enslaved man called William Dorsey Swan, and he used to organize balls in his place. And... Uh, would dress you know like wear very long gowns and in these parties these balls attended by queer people mostly queer people of color in the u.s and then he would call himself the queen of drag because he would drag the train of those gowns you know throughout the, the parties um no one knows which one is but you know like we can take two so that's that's what it is learn your history y'all two more questions um yes so I have you heard either of those before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I um I feel like the second one was really like buried back in my brain because I did remember like learning about him. Um and I remember something about like dresses being dragged on the floor. 
but from Shakespeare, I knew I knew about like how women couldn't be in any of the plays. The men would have to play um, women roles, and so it'd be dressed as a girl, I guess. Well, and I guess that's that is what bothers me. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna call it out. Yeah, is drag was started back in the Shakespearean era by the church because the church is the one who said women could not perform on stage and that were men were to dress as women so this is something that the church created yeah and literally now they're going to come yeah. back and say it's wrong <laughs> and that is the epitome of hypocrisy in my opinion Exactly. Yeah. So for the kings and queens out there that are being directly impacted, they live in these states mm -hmm. and they are facing this head on. What do you say to them? Oh my gosh. Well, I... I would definitely tell them to that they're not alone and that we're fighting for them um and that you know things i hope i mean yeah things will get better i feel like throughout history there's always been like a period like period of really really i i don't i'm not good with words <laughs> like when explaining this but yeah there's like certain periods of when um people are getting attacked and then we fight and then things there's progress and I think that in time there's definitely going to be progress but only if we really fight and but also at the same time make sure that you keep yourself safe because that's also really really big um priority because I mean I can't even imagine like obviously I'm in New Jersey where like there's no legislation being passed right now like um obviously there's there's still like discrimination against LGBTQ plus individuals but I really can't imagine being in those states, especially right now. And so just make sure that you keep yourself safe. And um, and yeah, just know that you're not alone, that things will be, things will get better, I guess. Well, I think this is the perfect time for me to ask you to read a book. Yes. So, so tell us what you're reading and I'm going to give it over to you. Okay, so I chose the book Pinkalicious um, by Victoria Kahn. Um, this was a book that, I mean, I've read so many books when I was a kid, but like this book in particular, I just really resonated with the character and the look of her here, I'll show you the, the cover. Um, so she's very fabulous. And I would have, I wanted to wear like a, a pink outfit for this, but, I, I don't know, it just, it didn't work out. So I, ha I thought that this was better. So anyway, I'll get right into the book. All right, so we have Pinkalicious. I haven't done this in so long. So this is the inside cover. Oh, okay. Let's see, I might have to like go this way. Okay. It was a rainy day, too wet to go outside. Mommy said, let's make cupcakes. What color do you want? Pink, I said. Pink, pink, pink. 
Mommy put in some pink. More, I cried. More, more, more. I gobbled up a couple of cupcakes while Mommy and I frosted them. They were so yummy. They were picklicious. I offered one to Peter, my little brother, but he is very picky and didn't want to eat his. So I ate it. Please, Mommy, can I have just one more? I begged when I woke up from my nap. You get what you get and you don't get upset, she said. But I got very upset. After dinner, I ate more cupcakes. Then I refused to go to bed. Just one more pink cupcake and I'll go to sleep, I promised. Daddy waved a tired finger at me. You have had enough. The next morning when I woke up, I was pink. My face was pink, my hands were pink, and my belly was the color of a sunset. Daddy thought I had played with markers, so he gave me a bath. The pink did not come off. My hair, my hair was the color of raspberry sorbet. I cried because I was so beautiful. I even had pink tears. I put on my pink fairy princess dress and twirled in front of the mirror while mommy speed dialed the pediatrician. I'm Pinkerbell, look at me, I'm Pinkerbell, I sang. Mommy grabbed her purse. Just one more cupcake, please just one more. I yelled on the way out to, out the door. Mommy took me right to the doctor's office. Dr. Wink looked at me and said, you have a very rare and acute case of pinkitis, or pinkitis, there we go. I guess that's not the worst thing that could happen. Just call me Pinkerella. Then Dr. Wink said, for the next week, no more pink cupcakes, pink bubblegum, or pink cotton candy, boo. To return to normal, you must eat a steady diet of green food. Yuck. On the way home, we stopped at the playground. My friend Allison was there, but she didn't see me because I blended in with the pink peonies. When I waved to Allison, a bumblebee landed on my nose. Buzz off, I am not a flower, I scolded the bee. Soon, I was surrounded by bees, butterflies, and birds. Mommy, I cried, please take me home. When we left the playground, I asked mommy if I could eat another pink cupcake when we got home. Don't you remember what the doctor told you? She said, no more cupcakes. Peter tugged at my pigtails. I wish I was pink like you, he said. He was green with envy. That night, I pretended to eat my dinner of mushy, dark green vegetables. After everyone went to sleep, I sneaked into the kitchen, climbed onto a chair, and reached on my tippy-tippy toes to the top of the refrigerator where mommy had hidden the cupcakes. I took just one more pink cupcake and ate it. Then I licked the pink cupcake wrapper clean. When I woke up in the morning, I felt different. I ran to the mirror and peered at my reflection. I was a deeper pink than I had ever seen. In fact, I was no longer pink, I was red. Oh no, not red, I screamed. I didn't even, I didn't want to be red. I should not have eaten that pink cupcake last night. I wanted to be myself again. I knew what I had to do. I opened the fridge, held my nose, and squeezed a bottle of icky green relish onto my tongue. I ate pickles and spinach, olives and okra. I choked down artichokes, gagged on grapes, and burped up Brussels sprouts. Next thing I knew, my arms tickled, my ears tingled. 
my feet twitched. I was no longer red. I was no longer pink. I was me and I was beautiful. So what happened to the rest of the cupcakes, Pinkalicious? Daddy asked. Just then, Peter ran in and yelled, Pinkaboo! <laughs> and the end. That was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And that book has such a good message. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, because I've never read that book. That's the mm -hmm. first time I've heard that book. My takeaway from it is that you can change into something beautiful and still be you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay. Yeah. And then I love that here comes the little brother wanting to be pink. <laughs> yes. That goes into defining that, you know, these gender roles that get pushed by society don't apply anymore. Yeah, and they're not real. It doesn't... A boy's job is not to build things and get dirty and take out the trash and, <laughs> you know, be the manly man. And a girl's role is not to play with dolls and play with Barbies and be delicate and be barefoot and pregnant in a kitchen. <laughs> I mean, if that's what, if that's what a woman wants, by all means do it. Yeah. Exactly. But don't let these assigned gender roles define who you are and what you do. That's so true. That is my biggest takeaway from that book. Mm -hmm. And that's looking at it from an adult perspective. And that's looking at it not only as a mother, but as a grandmother. That is a book that I would sit down and read to my grandson in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. My grandson plays with dolls. That's his favorite oh, thing. I love that. But he also plays with dinos and with cars. And he he is you know, 100% that active three-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he also, you know, he loves the movie Frozen. He has the Frozen microphone and sings Let It Go and sings with Nana. You know, that's what <laughs> Nana and Kai do. So when we are, as a society, as a whole, when we say boys can't play with dolls, and girls can't play with this. That is doing more harm than it's doing good. That's so true. Just let them be kids. And let them play. With yeah. whatever they want to play with. And express themselves. Exactly. I know it's, it's always so 
so upsetting whenever like a kid is just innocently like oh like they have they have their nails painted i want their my nails painted and then the the mom is like or their parents are like no like you can't do that it's like why not just let them have their nails painted like oh i'm gonna throw my husband under the bus right now and he won't <laughs> even care like he he will not care he's posting pictures of it but um my husband when we get pedicures Mm -hmm. My husband gets the pedicure with me. He, Aww. I introduced him to pedicures and that's like one of his happy places now. Yeah. But and this whole thing started right before our wedding. <laughs> mm -hmm. We went and got pedicures and of course I'm getting my nails done and my toes done to match our wedding colors. And the person that was doing my husband's pedicure was like, so are you getting your nails polished too? You getting your toes polished? And I looked at my husband, I'm like, I dare you. And <laughs> for our wedding, he had purple toe, toenail polish. I love that. And he has gotten his toes polished multiple times since, just for whatever his mood might be. Mm -hmm. He has also very clear, very, very clearly stated that if he ever met a king or queen that wanted, you know, was able to put him in drag, he would do it. Oh my God. I, I will literally, I want to do it. <laughs> Come to Vegas. Yes. <laughs> he, oh my God. he would literally... do it for pride. He would be dressed, he would gladly dress in drag for pride. Yes. I don't have the skill to make that happen for him. <laughs> I would love to. I, I freely admit that. But he has said he would do it in a heartbeat. Oh my God. I, yeah. love I love that about him. Yeah, that's amazing. You yeah, know, to all my friends, I'm like, I want to put you in drag. I want to put you in drag. And they're like, maybe. You know what? After this recording, we need to talk about something. Yes. I have an idea. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, ideas working in the head. Go with it. We're gonna I love that. Well, Maddie, this has been amazing. I have oh, so much talking to you. I, I have one final well. question for you. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with what we've discussed. But I'm asking this on every podcast that I host. Okay. If you had to pick an animal to represent you. What mm -hmm. animal would it be and why? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. Cause like, okay, so I have like a favorite animal, but I feel like, uh, I feel like it doesn't fully represent me. Like, okay, so my favorite animal is a cat. And I don't know, actually cats are like very, they're very complicated, I feel like, like, you know, I'm very, I'm very like bubbly and like all over the place. <laughs> and I feel like some cats are not like that at all. But yeah, I think, I think I want to be like a cat actually. Cause like sometimes I'm not like this. Like sometimes I just like lay on the ground and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but then I love that. completely crazy. So yeah, I think I'd be a cat. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming on the show, for sharing your drag experience and perspective. 
And I, I am sorry that this is what things are coming to. I feel like we've fought this fight. Yeah. We've we've had to go through this. We went exactly. We fought for women's rights. And we won. And now it's all being overturned and we're having to fight again. We fought for interracial rights, interracial mm-hmm. marriage racial equality which still is lacking yeah we fought for gay rights for gay marriage and i say we because while i am not a member of the lgbtqia plus community i am an ally and i stand with every person in that community and i fight with them thank you and i am to a point And I'm going to say this in a PG term because this has been a PG episode so far. Yeah. PG-13. So I'm going to say this in a term that is appropriate for children. Mm -hmm. But I have reached a point in my life where I don't care who I upset anymore. Exactly. I don't care because I'm going to stand for what is right. And what is happening right now is wrong. Mm-hmm. It is okay. harmful. It is so, it is such blatant discrimination. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. It hurts me and it angers me. Yeah. Me and too. so I am to a point, and I, I am announcing this publicly. I've put it on my page before I'll say it again because this will go on to my personal page as well that I stand with drag queens and kings I stand with drag I support drag kings and queens and if you are on my page and you you can't get behind that please unfriend me because I don't want that in my life I completely agree And we need more people like you, especially like what you've done for our community. Like we need, yeah, we need more people like you supporting us and fighting for us. And so, yeah. Well, I am here and I am proud to stand with drag kings and queens. I proudly stand and I proudly support drag. Very proud. But we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Maddie, again, thank you for being here. You guys hit up Maddie in her cash app. Tip your queen. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me as well. I've had so much fun talking to you. It has been a pleasure. You guys, I will see (laughs) you next week. And remember, support drag. Find the queens and kings in your area. Look on Facebook, look on TikTok, look on Twitter, look on any app you have to. But find where they're having a drag brunch or a drag show or even drag story hour. You guys, these kings and queens work very hard. 
it is not easy getting in and out of drag first off but they put so much thought and effort into their performances and they make sure if it is you know age appropriate or not if it is not age appropriate they will perform in a 21 and over location exactly if they're performing in public they have taken extreme measures to make sure it is appropriate for all ages mm -hmm. honor that and take time to actually watch a drag show before you come out against drag because these performers are just like any other performer just like Cher, just like madonna ariana grande all of them they work hard at their craft and i guarantee that if Cher went into a library, you wouldn't have a problem with her reading a book. And I love Cher. This is not knocking Cher at all. Cher's an icon. Oh, yeah. But Cher would not be barred from reading a book. So why is a drag queen? Exactly. You guys, I love you all. Support your drag queens. 